superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. You were early on the, the, the Tua train. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Absolutely, I'm on the Tua train. Well, we met him at the Super Bowl. Great kid. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. When I read Tyreek Hill's comments, if he feels that way about Mahomes and Reed, how is he going to feel about this new situation when it doesn't invariably go very well? Earlier on the show, ESPN NBA analyst Doris Burke. Still to come, Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts plus longtime sports columnist and author Rick Riley. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. We already had a great chat with Mike Florio on hour one and Doris Burke in hour two, respectively, DB. about the National hey, Football DB. League and the NBA Finals, which is plural. Stanley Cup <laughs> Final, which is singular, <laughs> begins tonight in Colorado uh, Avalanche hosting the two-time defending champion Stanley Cup, plural, uh, well, singular. Well, plural is Stanley Cups. Well, anyway. They're really good. Tampa Bay Lightning going for three in a row. Three in a row. Three in a row. That starts tonight. Um, if you missed anything over the last two hours, there's our YouTube page for you, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We went past 428,000 subscribers on wow. that page earlier today, right, Christopher? Yeah, if you want an updated uh, total, Rich, I'll give you a live count. We are at uh, 428,057. Ah! So we got 57, like, uh, the varieties of ketchup flavors, couple, right? In the last oh, couple okay. hours. Very good. Thank you, thank you. We like that. We like it a lot. Um, we greatly appreciate it. Rick Riley... Uh, whose work I've admired for quite some time. He's got a new book out called So Help Me Golf, Why We Love the Game. Um, the New York Times bestselling author is here. He's going to join us in studio in about 20 minutes' time. So much to discuss in the world of golf, which is coming apart Crazy. at the seams as everyone convenes in Boston, Massachusetts, for the, or pardon me, Brookline, Massachusetts, for the United States Open this week. But joining us here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is... Uh, only one of two gentlemen in the history of the National Football League at the tight end position to come out of the gate in his rookie season with a 1,000-yard receiving campaign. He is on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line back here on the program. I think, did we speak to him before the draft last year? I think that's what we did. I think so, yeah. From the Atlanta right. Falcons, Kyle Pitts. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Where, are, where have we found you? Where have we found you? Where are you exactly right now? Where you are? I just got out of practice. <laughs> it sounds like so did your teammates. It sounds like school's yeah. out right now, actually. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I guess we should be continue to talk because we don't want to actually hear what's going on behind you. Uh, so what? walk me through what does a, a mandatory minicamp practice look like in year two for you, um, Kyle Pitts? Like, the, like how it's going? Yeah. Like walk me through. Like what was what, what, what'd you do today, for instance? Um, just came out uh, – we went over some situational things. Okay. Um, in the, I'll say, in-game situations, just, you know, fine-tuning the small details so that we don't have mental mistakes. 
And then we went over some other red zone things, and that was pretty much it. Okay, very good. Um, and Arthur Smith, year two, um, how are things already maybe a little bit different than year one, Kyle? Um, I would say he's coaching me the same. Okay. <laughs> so that part's not changing. Uh, still coaching me hard, you know, bringing the best out of me. So, you know, obviously I appreciate that. But uh, just taking a different, uh, a more mature step, and, you know, I feel like he's, Try to you know help me along the way, so you know I appreciate it. Okay, uh, when he coach, what do you when you say he coaches you hard? Can you give me an example of that, Kyle? Just I feel like it holds me to a high standard, and any you know every every detail matters, every snap matters. So just you know trying to get me to you know trying to help me be the best player I can be. So uh, again, it's like a per, an example. After every snap, he'll come up to you and critique something that you've done. Like what would that possibly be? Uh, that could that that could be uh, a slight example, or you know, mm-hmm. one example, or just maybe he'll pull me aside after uh, after practice and he'll say something, or just maybe he'll watch some of film and he'll say, "Watch this," and, and maybe look at it this way, and I'm like, "Okay," and that'll just be something I'll go back and watch tape or whatever he trying tells me to fix. You know, I'll make sure I fix it, but don't make that mistake again. Okay, and then when he walks away, you mumble under your breath something that you don't want him to hear. <laughs> Is that how it works as well? Uh, no, no. no? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just, well, I, I, I'll be honest with you. That's the way I feel whenever I interview him. You know, <laughs> he's, he accuses me, Kyle. He accuses me of having an agenda when I speak to him. Always. <laughs> he does. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so. Are you saying it sounds familiar? Is that what you're saying? I don't, I mean, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not okay. going that far. Okay. Okay, so uh, Marcus Mariota is now atop the flow chart there. Uh, clearly, he and Matt Ryan have completely different games. What What is your adjustment level and he to yours on that front, Kyle Pitts? Um, I would say adjustment, just maybe that, you know, I wouldn't say it's a major adjustment, but obviously, like you said, two different playing styles. So uh, Marcus is, is who he is and Matt is who he, who he is. So um, I, I appreciate Matt for the – my first year and, you know, him introduce, helping introduce me to the NFL and, you know, start my year, my uh, NFL career off like that. And then Marcus is, you know, we're, we're building, building a bond along with the rest of the offense. So, How did uh, Matt Ryan get help you get acclimated last year, Kyle? Um, on the field, just, you know, different ways to try and take care of your body, uh, mentally lock in and how he may be prepared, you know, in his younger years and maybe places where he messed up, where he doesn't, you know, he's telling me not to mess up in. Um, off the field, just how you know how to handle adversity uh, with your family, uh, your girlfriend, your, you know, uh, spending money, all those, all those different type of things. Really? He was, he was helping you on that sort of front, life Definitely. front? I, I'm, I, was, I was quick to ask questions. <laughs> well, really? Okay. And so you asked him questions about all that, and he, and he, he, he gave, like, what's well, the best piece of advice he gave you? Um, the best piece of advice I would say he gave me is to live where your feet are and, and just take every day, you know, where it is. Don't think in the past. Don't think in the future. Live where your feet are. When you, you know, everything that you do, ace it in your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just try and do it, do it to your best ability, whether it's on, uh, in this building or out of the building. So that's something that kind of sticks with me, and I, you know, I kind of use it every day. Kyle Pitts here on the Rich Eisen Show. What was your biggest adjustment last year? Now you look back, you know, you know what a rookie season felt like, was like. What, what, looking back, was your biggest adjustment from Florida to to Atlanta? I would say the mental. The, I'm sorry, the mental part of it. Okay. Um, 
just being able to is to know that there are people out, you know, there are other athletes that you're playing against that may be slower but smarter. So you have to. It's not all about just raw talent. You have to be smart with the game. You got to know what he has, what his leverage is, things like that. So mentally, just you know, trying to be faster because I feel like the game is ninety percent mental, ten percent mm. physical. So to be able to beat him first, you know, mentally and know what he's going to do, I, I, that can help me on a ten percent side and win my matchup and do you know whatever opposite is that he's doing. So um, how do you think you'll be better at that this year? Is that is that the thing that you think you can improve upon the most in year two for you? Uh, I, w- I would say that that's definitely a, a staple in you know in growth that I've been trying to get better at, just being able to see things quicker and you know react quicker so that I can you know win my matchup faster. Kyle Pitts here on the on the Rich Eisen show. Um, I had you in fantasy last year, Kyle. I had you in fantasy last year. <laughs> And, um, you know, I really enjoyed having you on my team. I, 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 I need you in the end zone more this year. Is that is that wrong for me to say something like that to you so directly uh, this year, Kyle? No, that, that's, that's, what you just, that's just what you're saying. Okay. You're not thinking God and Christmas Smith control that. <laughs> hmm. In that order? <laughs> yeah, I like it. So, so Coach Smith and getting you in the end zone. How are we going to scheme you into the end zone a little bit more this year? Uh, I don't have that answer for you. I just, you know, whatever play is called, I go out there and I try and win my matchup. Okay, very good. And so coming up this year, what are your goals? Have you written them down specifically? Are you one of those? I have written them down, Okay, but I am not, uh, you know, letting them out. Mm, where are they written down? Where you got In them? In my uh, bathroom. In your bathroom? Okay, yeah. uh, on a, on a mirror is that where you you yes. got you got to tack to a mirror so you see them every day. Yes. Really? Have you? Uh, is this the first time you've done that, or you've you've done that your whole life? Um, I started in Florida, but I would do it in my locker because it was a little different. I was at the facility a little more. Sure. But I would say <laughs> now at the NFL, I just you know every, when I wake up, that's something that I see. So every day, and it every motivates day. you, and it gets your it gets your like how, how does that work? What does it do it's for you? It's a small reminder of, you know, this is what you're trying to achieve. So, you know, you got to do it a certain thing to be able to achieve it. So mm-hmm. that's just how I look at it. Okay. Kyle Pitts, you go you go on with yourself and say say hi to your coach, Arthur Smith, for me and tell All him right. and tell him that I I, I I I wasn't having an agenda with you. I just wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing. <laughs> okay. And I wasn't, I you. you know, got gotcha because he thinks I'm trying the gotcha stuff, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going. To, I, I didn't, you know, I'm not that guy. I, I got, I, got I guess he got that in my head. So, <laughs> do me that favor and, and pass that along to him, will you please? And I appreciate you, you calling in. Uh oh, be careful. Be have your head on a swivel in that locker room, Kyle. Okay, <laughs> you yeah. be well. Okay. Yes, sir. Have a good, have a good rest of your summer. Let's talk uh, uh, during training camp, if not beyond. All right, sounds good. Okay, that's Kyle Pitts, everybody, of the Atlanta Falcons. What's going on in that locker room? That's a lot going on in that locker room. It's scary. It's like those guys hadn't seen each other in a while. You know, they're did happy. You, did you hear a 12-letter? Because I thought that's what I heard. I heard oh. something. There's <laughs> <laughs> winning time in there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Boys will be boys. Okay, uh, let's take a break. We'll bring out Rick Riley, who's here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, We've got this book right here. It's called So Help Me Golf, Why We Love the Game. It's a New York Times bestselling author, Rick Riley, 
you, back in the day, his columns on the and the last page of Sports Illustrated. I would read it first. Yeah, I would read it first too. Because I'm one of those weird people that read from back to the forward. Back to the front. Well, I do that, but that's the way uh, Hebrew uh, <laughs> in the prayer books, you know. You know, you go from. I did not know that. Mazel tov. Uh, at any rate, uh, wow. when Rick Raleigh comes out here, I think us, Jay, you and I will still be the only Jews on the set. So yep, when true. we come back here, we'll, we'll, we'll read Rick Riley's book from front to back um, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. The great Rick Riley when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Rick Riley uh, on the Rich Eisen Show here on NBC Sports on Peacock and Sirius XM Channel 85. And uh, we're about to be rejoined by our terrestrial radio audience. So Help Me Golf is his new book, Why We Love the Game, the New York Times bestselling author here on the program let's 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 jump right into it then because i mean what you just said about phil um needs to be you know explored a little bit more here well if we can explain what it is the saudis saudi arabia started a a rival golf league Mm -hmm. and they're paying stupid money they're paying ridiculous money they gave him 200 million just to play. He can shoot radio stations the rest of his life, 103s, 107s, yes. and never, and still get to 200. There's no cuts. He's only got to be 48 guys. About half of those are guys you never heard of. They play a three day deal. Uh, it's a shotgun. It's essentially, a, you know, the Walla Walla member guest, but they've gotten some good players. And these guys, and it's hilarious to hear them say, you know, hey, when we ask them, Hey, you know, you're taken from a bloody monarchy. Uh, these people provided 15 of the 19 9-11 terrorists. They jail dissenters. They kill gay people. They oppress women. You know, and, but it's, what are you doing? And they never go, I'm doing it for the money. What they say is, like Phil goes, 
oh, you know, I know, I know they've been bad. I know they've made some mistakes, but but good, golf can do a lot of good. Really? Well, that's against something, a despotism. Well, Phil, uh, the original quote that he said yes. to Alan Shipnuck yes. uh, was, well, the, was the most was was the most honest statement that's been uttered by him because or anyone he, else on the live he golf didn't tour. realize he was on the record. There's two Phil's you talk to Phil and it's a lot of MFs and FUs. And, and then you go, wait, Phil, this is on the record. I need something. And then he cleans it up for all his 20 sponsors. But he said, they're bad MFs. Mm-hmm. They kill gay people and they, they killed Khashoggi, the Washington post right. columnist. So, yeah. So he's like, no, but I know what good golf can do yeah that's like when kim jong-il shot that 34 and everybody stopped starving in north korea no they didn't that never happened golf is not going to fix a bloody monarchy and that's who you're getting your checks from so i hope it doesn't stain the white leather seats on your new jet i'm just disgusted with him and dustin and DeChambeau and taylor gooch and kevin numbing they say oh we're not politicians well are you human beings because these people are a Terrible monarchy. What if somebody came you and offered you the, the money? Give me a billion dollars. I wouldn't do it. It's easy to say. Right. So Nobody's giving me it. What would you do? Well, I, I'd have to think about it. And, I'm, and I've got a real you know, sense of the world. I, 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 I would have to think about it. Couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. Couldn't look at myself in the mirror. It would destroy anything I've tried to build. They're talking about kicking Phil and, and uh, probably Dustin Johnson. Uh, well, Phil's already in the Hall of Fame. They, I mean, they'd kick him out of the Hall of Fame for this. People want this. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering. I, I got to think about that. Today, the USGA guy, when someone asked him, "Now, will playing and live change how you a person their chances of qualifying, or perhaps the qualifying rules for the U.S. Open, which starts Thursday in in Brookline?" And the guy said, "Yes." So if the if the majors start going, you're out. If the Masters says you can't come. I can't imagine this happening. But then they've got real problems. Well, I mean, uh, Rick Riley here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, again, we had Alan Shipnuck on the other day, and he said that the Royal and Ancient and the the Green Jackets down in Augusta want no part of this fight. That they'll just that they want to have they have they have one tournament a year. They want the best players. They want the they the those past yeah. winners to come and. And they will they will have nothing to do with this. Probably and they will true. just continue on it, as as scripted. It's probably true. Phrase. I mean, there's five masters champions playing this thing. Right. There's nine majors champions. The PGA gives out a lifetime exemption. The Masters lifetime. US Open ten um, ten years. Are they gonna say, Hey, sorry D- DJ and DeChambeau, you won, but you're not allowed here anymore. They've already made the agreement. So I think the PGA Tour is in a world of trouble here. Well, and that that is the case, and because um, even though I said I would have to think about it, I would eventually side with you on the issue, Rick Riley. But I'm I'm admitting the amount of money. If somebody came to me and said I could go ahead and make more money right now on the spot than you would make ever in the rest of your life doing what you're doing for the employer you currently have, I would sit there and think about it. Then I would think about what am I going to tell my children? What am I going to tell myself? Where am I going to be doing my business? And I'd stay put. Right. But, and be, but I, your real bit would be Rich Eisen, great ESPN sportscaster, practically invented Sports Center, became a great podcaster, NFL, but switched to the Arabs and was a, was a, a pariah. 
Right. Which is what you would be. Correct. And so I would not do that. What I'm saying to you, though, is that there's enough players that I think would think hard about it and then go and join the Live Tour. Dude, I don't think Dustin Johnson even knows where Saudi Arabia is. He's so dense. Well, then that's, then that's, that's ridiculous. So then, then, then I don't think he does. He's so dense, light bends around him. That's how dense the man is. <laughs> so, I don't, I, But Phil knows. Phil's on record saying... They're terrible people and bloody. Oh, but the PGA Tour is way worse. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Well, not 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 dumber than Greg Norman, who right. you, who you by the way quoted earlier uh, in this conversation. He's the one that made it sound like, well, things got done and we're turning the page. Everyone deserves yeah, a second chance. You're right. He used all he used all of the sports cliches that's normally done for somebody who was driving drunk. You know what I'm saying? Like who 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 had that yes. sort of transgression for their career or did something, said something that was inappropriate, not what we're talking about here. He was just, you know, they, they've done some things and people yeah. deserve a second chance. And it's just like, hey, bro, like, are you? And then him. Well, Gray has always had problems with golf. He's, he got screwed by Bob Tway out of the bunker. And Larry Mize was the most impossible chip I've still ever seen in my life. And and Nota Begay and all these people knocked it in from and so he's just been bitter. He's always been bitter. He's he came from a dad who didn't think he should ever been a golf pro. He didn't like the way they treated him. He's very right wing, although this has nothing to do with right wing politics. But he's not going to care that he's taking checks from people that take dissenters and disappear them. And I, I think it's sad. But. It's still going to change golf, though. I mean, this is not going it's away. It's for golf. We're not going to have best versus best very often anymore. The President's Cup is dead, as far as I can tell. The Ryder Cup, will the PGA of America side with the PGA Tour? Because you got to remember, the Tour doesn't control a single major. They don't have any majors. All they have is the President's Cup and the players and a lot of Buick Opens, which are, which are fine. They build your golf legacy. But they, they're in real trouble here because they don't control the biggest events. It seems to me, uh, Rick Riley, similar to the NIL in college football, where it, it, it occurred and it sort of came out of nowhere. Nobody had a plan for when it was hitting. It's now left the station and people are still trying to catch up to it and there's no answer for it. What do you think the answer is? If the you- answer is the tour, I guess, has got to stop giving money to charity and start having 48-player tournaments, no cut, Stop worrying about the 125th guy and worry about the first guy keeping them and take care of the caddies. Give them a, they don't even have insurance. Put them in a single hotel so they're not staying in these terrible places they stay and try to keep some of these stars from going because we're hearing more and more. I mean, if, if they got, if they offer Patrick Reed $50 million, that's insane. I mean, there's no competing with that. Patrick table for one Reed who nobody likes. It's gonna. It just got fifty million dollars. I mean, you know, this. I started this with saying I was a Phil guy, not a Tiger guy. I guess I'm a Tiger guy now. I hear he's offered over five hundred million, and he didn't go. And you could say, well, yeah, his leg doesn't work. Again, he he could shoot phone numbers nine seven two six and still make the money. Because it's not about the golf. Uh, it's I not mean, about the golf. I it's mean, just sad. It's not about the golf yeah. at all. I mean, because we we were curious, right? We were we were streaming it and, I, I, I watched the and, first two days and, i just wanted to see what it looked like yeah and it it, it, it wasn't compelling at all no. there was nothing compelling about it no it's just vapid it's nothing I mean, 
Just the, was it, I was curious to see what a shotgun start in professional, if you will, golf looked like. Right. I had no idea what the logos for the teams meant at all. I mean, is, I had is, no is, idea. Is, what is it Trump Jr. Like. driving the drink cart? What do we got here? Can you buy the mulligans? Drink, the drink cart. But did you see? Can they, we buy mulligans? Did you see they were the serving? Pen? They were serving pimento cheese sandwiches, and they had music. It's like and the like, fire And like Phil had, the, <laughs> Phil had a Masters vest on. You see that? And he, and he blacked it out. They, yeah, what, blacked was he, it out. what was he thinking about that? And by the way, him stepping to the tee with the was, with was the just was real. Was they real. played money. They played the, the famous. That wasn't fake? No, no, that was real. Wow. That wasn't fake. With the walk-up music. We thought that might have been fake. I thought somebody might have edited it, but no, it really happened. So here's my pitch for the book. Yes, sorry. We'll get Give to the Give it to your dad second. and let him be happy because the Phil book is really well researched mm-hmm. and really depressing. If you like Phil, you're going to be really depressed with this book, with the gambling and the way he treats, according to Alan Shipnuck, he, he treats certain people. Um, I, th- I always thought he was a great guy. But this is just fun. Uh, great golf stories. Can I tell you a quick story? I would love to. Let me reset. Rick Riley here on the Rich Eisen Show. So help me golf while we love the game is the name of the new book just in time for father's day you mentioned about giving it to your dad so that's right around the corner you have the floor these are 80 stories so i should hate golf my dad was a drunk golfer Mm -hmm. came home violent broke my mom's nose we would all hide we thought golf caused the hell in our lives but then when i was 11 my brother took me to the range and it was so much fun and there was nobody drinking and guys dads were there and they weren't drunk and i I had this probably unhealthy love of the game after that. Okay. And so for 40 years, I've been collecting stories that I think you're going to love about golf and the people. Some are emotional, but a lot are just really great. For instance, yes. at La Hinch in Ireland, mm-hmm. there's a blind par three. Now, people in America never heard of this, but you, you can't see the green. You hit it over the hill and hope there's a green there and in 1997 four people all americans made holes in one on this par three they couldn't even see the flag what's the distance the green. what's the fl- what's the mileage I think it was 162 okay so That's it was healthy. the greatest statistical anomaly in the history of golf maybe in sports itself right that night in the hinch bar it's fantastic and the bartender's just making guinnesses left and right because in golf you have to buy each other a drink of Everybody in the bar gets a free drink, and, and he's making, and there's caddies in there that shouldn't be in there, and the townspeople are in there, and it's just madness. And the waitress is making her whole rent in a single month, and everything's fantastic until the bartender's wife comes through the front door holding the ear of their six-year-old son, mm-hmm. and she drags him behind the bar. And she says, you tell your da what you were doing this fine day, you little rascal. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I was putting balls in the hole. <laughs> He was he was putting he was hiding behind a tree and a ball would come over and he'd run out put it in the hole hide back behind the tree just so he could see sixty year old white guys going crazy and ripping off their shirts like Brandy Chastain and riding each other like ponies and it just man he thought it was the greatest thing ever and so the bartender's looking at his kid and the wife's looking at the bartender and he's and she's like aren't you gonna say anything to the lad and he goes. Yes, good job. <laughs> so there's there's four four people in America that have holes in one of the hinge that don't know they don't have them. That is <laughs> amazing. That's the kind of story that's in there. That because is, where is that going to fit in an SI piece or ESPN piece? Nothing. No. No. I love that man. <laughs> that is great. 
What what is what is the I guess most unique course you've ever played heard of? You want to? Well, I went around the world once, okay. and I'd like to tell Kyrie Irving this. Yeah. <laughs> I started in yeah. Denver, and I flew east. They let me go around the world for a month. Remember when journalism had money? Yes. They had so much money. And so I said, well, hell, I'll spend some money. And I went around the world playing yes. the most unforgettable holes in the world. Mm-hmm. And I collected them. Uh-huh. But when I got back, Mulvoy quit. You remember Mulvoy, and now the, the new guy was a tennis guy, and he yeah. didn't want it. So I've had been sitting on this. So me and my buddies... We go to the course and say, hey, he's writing a book about the 18 most unforgettable. Could we play your course? And they're like, yes, yes. So we had free golf for 20 years on this deal. But um, there's a hole in South Africa where you got to hit over alligators. <laughs> there's a hole in New Mexico that's three miles long and it's 50 feet around. Uh, okay. Well, what, there's an underwater hole in the Caribbean. But my point to Kyrie Irving is <laughs> I flew east and kept flying east and I ended up back in Denver. How did that happen? It's wild. It's 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 <laughs> almost as odds? if the planet is round. Uh, what do you mean an underwater hole? What are you talking about? In the Caribbean, you hit your shot, and the balls are weighted, and you scuba di- dive down, and then you finish out the hole. That sounds very involved. It's fantastic. Can I tell you one more quick story? I imagine you're not measuring your putt. Like you're not you're not sitting there <laughs> waiting for somebody to like figure figure out whether which where the putt breaks. Yeah, underwater. there's there's no there's no honors. Just before the shark just comes, just go, get it in. Yeah, get, get, hit when ready. <laughs> right. Just hit when ready. Uh-huh. Here's a here's a true story. Okay. Also, I mean they're all true. This guy, this pilot, Air Force pilot, 1965 Vietnam, gets shot down uh-huh. above North into North Vietnam, goes into the Hanoi Hilton, the worst prison in all of North Vietnam. He's in a six foot by seven foot cell. I saw it. Dark. Can't. There's no windows. His name was Colonel George Hall from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He finds a stick. He's in isolation for four years. Yes. Family thinks he's dead. The U.S. Army Air Force thinks he's dead. He finds a stick and he starts playing golf every morning. Kisses his wife, gets in the car, drives through the streets of Hattiesburg, Waves to the guy that runs the used car lot. Waves to the grocery lady. Pulls in. Kids with the shoe shine guy. Puts on his spikes. Gets to the first tee with his three buddies. Swings the stick. Well, he was a pretty good college player. Mm-hmm. So he paces off, say, 255 yards for his drive. Now he's looking at it. That's about an eight iron, 135 yards. Hits the eight iron. Paces that off. Now he's got a 25-foot putt. Played like that every day. Shot even par. Went home, waved at everybody in town, in his mind. For four years, he did this every single day, always at his club. Mm-hmm. He was finally released, 102 pounds. He left at 180. Jeez. He comes to the podium at Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and the whole town's waiting for him, right? Uh-huh. And he's about to give this speech that he's been thinking about, but suddenly he sees the grocery store lady, and he sees the used car guy, and he sees the shoe shine guy, and he sees his buddy and he starts crying and he, and he, and he finally gets out. You people, this game saved my life because I was able to leave the cell mm-hmm. and I had so many people I knew in prison who died, just went mad. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean about this book golf, because I was pretty much raised by my brother because mm-hmm. I didn't really have a, a dad and my mom was sickly. Golf really raised me, and it became my family. And so that's why this book is sort of my valentine to that family of golf, which I know it's not for everybody, but um, believe me, it really was woven through the fabric of my life. 
So help me golf while we love the game. Rick Riley here. A few more minutes left with the author, uh, writer right here on the Rich Eyes. That's a beautiful story. Mm. I got to be honest with you, man. So, so um, what's your game like now? What do you got now? 6.7? Damn. That's pretty uh, good, I've right? been, That's I'm Catholic, good. but I've been going into uh, even synagogues and, and telling <laughs> rabbis that I shot a 63 <laughs> at Bel Air. Greatest day of my life. Every putt went in the hole. Yeah. I made nine birdies. Uh, the hole looked like an open manhole in New York City. Yeah. I couldn't miss. And then the next day I shot 82. <laughs> and that's golf, you that know? That is golf. That is golf. You play with Al? Play a lot. I've told my Al story. Al Michael's stories yeah, are always welcome here. Hillcrest Country Club, 16th hole, me and Al and another guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Al's not good. <laughs> Al's, Al's like this. Al's just he's not good. He plays every day and he's not good. I'm like... Al, how about we mix in a lesson this week? No, no, I got it, I got it. And he's so fun to play with. Of course. But he's terrible. <laughs> I mean, come on. And we all love him, but he can't play dead in the cowboy movie. He's terrible. So anyway, 16th oh. hole, I hit this I hit this at nine iron. Goes over the pin, right? Yeah. And it starts to trickle back. Mm-hmm. Al launches into play-by-play mode. Al Michaels, great. maybe the greatest play-by-play guy in history. Could be, absolutely. Hold on, folks. We're not done yet. It might be. It could be. It is a hole-in-one for Riley. Mm-hmm. And I went crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, God, I wish I'd had that on tape. But really, it's still on tape in my brain. Of course. And every time I see him, about, how about that call on the hole-in-one? <laughs> well, what about I made the hole-in-one? Ah, the call. <laughs> That's how Al is. He is the greatest. He's the best. He really, really is. I mean, I and have you ever asked him about uh, miracles? What you mean the? Do you believe in miracles? Sure. He yeah. says people think of a stage that we put oh, it in no, after. No, Does no. he tell you? Oh, go ahead, keep going. He's like, we didn't even have time to eat a sandwich. We were, we were in so such in a hurry. And he says, I don't know why. I was just born with this thing, and this stuff just comes out. Because he's the greatest of all time. He's the greatest he play-by-play is, guy I've ever seen. Uh, Al, Al Michaels is, and, and, and the crazy thing is, for all those years on Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, they didn't have a rules analyst because they didn't need one. He's the rules analyst, too. He knows right. the book. He knows exactly down and distance. And he's he knows also time. so he knows great timeouts. at situation. The best I've ever seen. Unbelievable. Quick question, a quick story. We have so many uh, great sure. announcers at Bel Air. Uh-huh. We have Vin Scully. So one day, Vin Scully makes a hole-in-one. Wow. And we're all sitting around the smart table. That's where, And I got to hear this story, right? Because it's Vin Scully, greatest storyteller ever. So Vin, tell us about your hole-in-one. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I was playing with a guy that would make a cup of coffee nervous. And I wasn't really having a banner day. Well, lo and behold... <laughs> I hit the show. It sounded like I hit it with the morning paper. Sunday, mind you. And it wasn't that good. But you know, Rick, two wrongs do make a right. I hit the wrong club. And what do you know? The ball goes plop, plop into the hole. And I expected the end to be. And this story brought to you by Farmer John. <laughs> That's so great. Vin Scully oh, telling stories. Oh my gosh. You know, he, he was the last announcer we'll probably never see again in, in baseball where the broadcast, certainly locally here in Los Angeles, would do away with half a commercial pod. Just really? so he could come back, like around fifth inning. You, you've seen the, when he used to do the Dodger games. Yes. Locally. They would come back like top of the fifth 
two like a minute earlier than any other inning commercial break, just for him to turn around, bet field behind him with a microphone and just spin a yarn oh, was so and just great. be Vin. And yep. then and then now it's time for Dodgers baseball. Let's now turn around and watch the game. And who does that? Like they'll never like could you imagine a broadcast saying, you know what, we'll do away <laughs> with two sponsor opportunity commercials just to come back so you can tell a story as a broadcaster. Well, like, I have a disastrous again. story. I did three innings once for an SI column <laughs> and I trained with the Colorado Rockies, trained for a week. Uh-huh. And I had this whole list of baseball, you know, no mas pelota if a guy hit a home run. Yeah. No mas pelota if it was a Spanish player. Or, oh my gosh. Close the shutters, Granny. It's Hayland <laughs> Horsehide. Terrible stuff. Right. So, um, so this is prepared. Unlike prepared, you know, like twenty-five things. Right, right. And I'm on the mic. Yes. Play-by-play guys here. <laughs> color guys here. Uh, Jeff Kent rips it to deep right, Jeff Kent. and it's clearly gone. Yeah. And I go, that's way back there. And he's like, he's pointing to my sheet. Yeah. And I'm like, that's way way back there. And he's like, it's your and I'm time. like, and I go, it's a homer. That's all I said. It's a homer. And I was so depressed. And um, so I had to read an ad, I remember, for La Quinta Hotels. And I go, La Quinta Hotels, that's Spanish for next to Denny's. (laughs) That's a problem. The directors in my ear are like, we never make fun of the sponsors. What are you doing? I'm like... I didn't know. Rick, one night on uh, one night on NFL Network, Thursday night football. I believe it was in New England, and um, it was a, a Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, blimp shot. <laughs> it was sponsored by Kentucky Fried Chicken, and they give you a card to read and whatever. So I'm the host, and I'm doing my read for Kentucky Fried Chicken. And Warren Sapp sitting there says, Kentucky Fried, that's not real chicken. Popeye's <laughs> is real chicken. And so, no. oh God, yes. So snap cut to three days later, it's time for NFL game day highlights, which Dion, Mooch, and I did, brought to you by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, they geez. did so many make goods, I damn near had to put on a bolo tie. <laughs> And a fake beard. Everything was Kentucky Fried Chicken because Warren Sapp oh, said that's, that's not real chicken. Well, I actually got a, a, a letter two weeks later from the president of La Quinta Hotels. <laughs> and it said, uh, well, we know you like to kid around. Here's two nights at one of our 43 billion La Quinta Hotels. Yeah. And I wrote him back, haven't I suffered enough? No, I didn't. Oh, no. Oh, I thought the punchline is you went and it was actually next to a Denny's. <laughs> probably was. I thought that was the punchline. It probably was. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So help me golf. Why we love the game uh, by Rick Riley. Thanks for coming in here, man. May you uh, may you shoot a 54 and get 54 million million dollars for it because that's the prize. In the book is a guy that shot the greatest round in history of 55. Okay, at at par 71 in Oklahoma. His name was Rian Gibson. And I called him up and said, I'm going to do I'm going to try to shoot a 55 and see how many mulligans it takes. So I flew down there. Yeah. And it's a, it's a quest. Do you know how hard it is to shoot a 55? Uh, There's scramble teams that are one and they don't even shoot 55. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I imagine so. So the point was, I do do it in 57 mulligans. Okay. But I didn't tell Reen that I played from the Red Tees. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope no one tells him that. But I really wanted to do it. Oh, man, Rick, thanks for coming in here and sharing all those stories. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Is there nobody, did somebody uh, have Rick Riley on Twitter? Is that why you were at Riley Rick on Twitter? Or you don't, uh, you yeah. don't even know that. A Is fake that guy. 
Somebody like a, with an egg avatar back in the old yeah, days? Yeah, just, like, just trolling me constantly. Hell, At Riley Rick on Twitter. So help me golf while we love the game. Available now where you get your books and a perfect uh, gift in time for Father's Day. Thanks for coming in, Rick. Thank you. You're just down fun. the road. We'll have you come back anytime oh, it was you really want. really fun. Nice studio. Uh, thank you, sir. Greatly appreciate it. Rick Riley here on the Rich Eisen Show. We're back to set up the rest of the week and take you to the rest of your Wednesday in a moment. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Callaway Rogue Irons. Callaway didn't just create the longest irons ever with the new Rogue ST. What they did is make the longest irons ever perform at the highest level ever for every single player. There are four different versions and offerings of the Rogue ST irons. They all use artificial intelligence using high-strength 450 steel. It's the only irons ever to do so. But there is a an offering of a Rogue ST iron that fits your golf game. I use the Rogue ST Max. That's for the widest range of players, maybe because some days I'm good and some days I'm terrible. That's why it works for me. The Rogue ST Pro is going to give you that hollow body construction and a sleek, compact player shape. That's perfect for the low to mid single digit handicappers, like say Rick Riley. You just mentioned that right there, the six point seven on the index. Not ter- not terrible at all. Callaway's best game improvement model is the Max OS. That's for mid to high handicappers. You get total forgiveness with high launch, and the Max OS Lite is the most forgiving high launch iron that the Rogue ST irons can offer. No other irons perform like the new Rogue ST irons. So find your Rogue ST irons at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. During the commercial break, um, I had to text Al Michaels to tell him that Rick Riley had just torched his golf game on the Rich Eisen show on live TV and radio. Does Al want to FaceTime right uh, now? I know I you, that was you're coming. desperate to FaceTime Al Michaels. Just anyone. Anybody. Anybody. He won't yeah. do it. Well, it's because it's not right to do. Well, John well, Sally was going to FaceTime Rodman, but then we realized well, he didn't. Probably only had a flip phone. Yeah, so had a flip phone. Couldn't really FaceTime I mean, that's a hell of a flex. I don't like to flex either. I don't, I don't need to flex. Why not? What do I need to flex for? If Al's not doing anything right now, he's probably playing golf. Or eating a steak. It could be. Yeah, he could be eating a steak. One thing he's definitely not doing is eating a vegetable. Eating vegetables. <laughs> Zero vegetables. That we know. That's crazy to me. Okay, so mandatory mini camp for the New York Jets. And I know many of you might be sitting at home saying, so what? And I say, so what this? <laughs> okay. Okay, because we're all talking about everybody else in the American Football Conference, and rightfully so. The Buffalo Bills are Super Bowl favorites. The Miami Dolphins have totally retooled on offense now with Tyreek Hill there and the coach. To a T. To and on is, is, is everywhere. Hashtag to and on is everywhere now. Everywhere. Okay? 
The Patriots are the Patriots. I said earlier to start of the show, the Steelers are the most overlooked team in the AFC North because we're all talking about Deshaun Watson and his small massage towels, and we're talking about <laughs> Joey Burrow and the defending champion, AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, and we're talking about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and we're talking about the Tennessee Titans, and we're talking about even the Jacksonville Jaguars more. The Colts have Matt Ryan. The AFC West is the deepest division maybe in the history of uh, deep divisions. What about the New York Jets? What about them? They got Sauce Gardner. They got Garrett Wilson. They got Jermaine Johnson II. Then they got Brees Hall. And then, and then, they got on the field this week. And they're seeing Zach Wilson look improved. Playing fast, playing smart. This is head coach Robert Sala about the New York Jets quarterback year two. Obviously, it's well documented. He had a rough rookie year. I mean, we all did. Uh, I did, including myself. So, um, you know, just just in terms of growing, this people are forgetting that he's got a young offensive supporting cast. His receivers are young. His backs are young. The old line is just gelling together. Um, he's young. Um, and so, so for Zach, really, it's just to continue to progress and becoming the starter that uh, a starting quarterback and and moving in the direction that we're all we all know that he's capable of. Um, he doesn't need to be Tom Brady this year. He doesn't need to be. Now, if he ends up being that, that's awesome. But that's not the expectation for him. The expectation is for him to continue to climb that mountain that that's that's quarterback play in this league. I think Zach's ceiling uh, is exactly what I think he thinks his ceiling is, which is. No limit to what, what we think he's capable of, and I, and I mean that genuinely. Um, to try to blow through the ceiling without really being a master of the one-on-one aspect of football is unfair. Not to, is unfair to himself, and uh, um, to continue taking those steps uh, for him. Yeah, he's a competitor. He wants explosive plays. He wants he wants to, like you said, he wants to be the best quarterback in the league day one, which we all want to be the best at what we do. Um, but it's not about, for him, it's not about being the best today. It's about being your best today. And whatever your best is today, trust that it's good enough and that you'll be, con- uh, you can grow into whatever your best, your maximum, your, 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 whatever you are to maximize. And, um, and, and I do, I, I believe it's going to be special, but it's just got to continue growing. Coach has graduated from play boring <laughs> to a lot more of a, what would I say, much more rosy outlook there. That's better than play boring. Remember last year's play boring? My God, just get rid of the football. My God, just, just, just get it out. Don't turn it over. He sounded like my fourth grade teacher, Mr. Robinson, who used to tell us every morning, good, better, best, never let it rest. Oh. Until your good gets better and your better gets best. Oh, my That's goodness. what that sounded like. You sure wow. it wasn't Dr. Seuss? <laughs> no, well, I mean, he may have stole it, jacked it from Dr. Seuss. but the cat you know. with the cat. You know, that's what we were told every, every morning. That's what he sounded like. That's a cat in the hat. Yeah. <laughs> let me just say this. What did I say? Reverse. I think you said hat in the cat. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Which is possible. A cat could eat a hat. Yeah. But that's just weird. Uh, Look, man. Your last year was play boring. Be like Mike White. (laughs) That's the difference between be the Michael Jordan in cleats that now is in Cleveland for different reasons. But let me just say this. The ceiling everybody keeps saying is Mahomes. And I get what 
Robert Sala saying is get down the nuts and bolts. You get the nuts and bolts down. That's when you can take chances and rely on your instincts and rely on your physical gifts. Everybody's sleeping on the Jets. Keep I heard Zach, on I heard Zach put on some weight this, Sleep this on year, Rich. Everybody keeps sleeping on him. I'm talking myself into this, too. I need a few more weeks to go. What exactly are you talking yourself I'm, into? I'm, I'm, I can't even talk myself into uh, expressing what I'm talking myself into just yet. But he's right. The coach is saying they're young. Dude, they're young. They're young. Yeah. And they are young and good. They're young and talented. They're not just throwing darts at a board. They're making smart plays in the draft, and they're making smart plays in the free agency market from the tight end position, offensive line. Your draft was so amazing. It was. They're young. And if they can gel, oh, boy, it can last a good long while. And I like the coach. I like the general manager. Flight 2022 is taking off. <laughs> oh, baby. All right, I got to stop. <laughs> yeah, Rich, I heard, baby Zach, steps. I heard Zach hit the weight room, put on some extra yeah, pounds baby. just to get himself ready yeah, for the man. season. Yeah, and, man. Yeah, man. You're not in Utah anymore. You're in New York New City. York City. Baby. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, not ready to do the win-loss game just yet. <laughs> but that'll wrap it up for Wednesday's show.